Welcome to Leadership Talk, the official Waymaker podcast, the place for conversations about leadership, strategy, and technology that help make business improvement business as usual. Welcome to Leadership Talk, the official Waymaker podcast. I'm your host, Craig, and with me is CEO and founder of Waymaker, Stuart Leo. How are you, Stu? Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm humorous today. You, you humorous? <laughs> yeah, Stu, before we, went, uh, before we started recording, um, you had something to say about this week's, this week's episode. <laughs> this, this is not fair. <laughs> this is like when, when you... When you, you you're out with your mates and then you go home and, and your mate says, oh, did, hey, did you hear what he said about your, you, to your wife? That's right. We're halfway through the five leadership postures. I've got to say it now, haven't I? Okay, yeah. you do have to say it. I said, oh. And, and, and when we started with the curious leader and then last episode was the persistent leader and mm. I said, okay, we're doing the empowering leader uh, this episode and you said. Oh, that's the boring one. <laughs> 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 and, and then and what then did I, I say? And then you said, we'll have to figure out a way of making it interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, if this was alive, if this was alive, we'd just watch all our viewers just jump <laughs> off. just up, like you know? drop off. No, no, no. And then I said, actually, actually it's, not it's, not boring. Boring. it's not boring. It's not boring. It's not boring. It's not boring. All right. So for the next 25 minutes, we might Stu's going to- Two-hour episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we are. We're, we're, we're talking about the empowering leader today. Stu, and mm. um, it's it's posture number three in our five leadership postures. It is posture um, number three, and um, it kicks in at what we would call the calibration growth stage um, of a business. So you're the expert, so I'm going to handball it to you to to go find detail, and I'll ask um, appropriately interesting questions where I can. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> we're, we're we're at the at the middle point of the uh, of the leadership curve. We've moved from ideation, the curious leader, to identity and market fit, the persistent leader, to calibration, the empowering leader. And mm. I, I, I jokingly said it was the boring one. Um, you, you know why? Because it's kind of like, like Wednesday, hump day. It's the boring day in the middle of the week. Yeah. It's, and, and in fact, this is the, the non-exciting one generally because often this can be where we spend so much time. And, right. um, and so I often uh, in business, we're in this phase, in this calibration. And, and for clarity, curious leader is leading yourself, persistent leader leading others, empowering leader lead leaders. Now, that's a pretty big, significant jump, and that should not be boring because now you're starting to lead leaders. Um, uh, but what I'm, what are, if, if we were to draw a bell curve on yep. As opposed to just you know the, the bottom left, the top right curve, that the empowering leader would be the bell in the bell curve. Does that make sense? Um, yeah. Eighty percent of us live here, and and so this is often the ordinary experience, the normal experience, um, and it can feel normal, but actually it's the extraordinary time, and it's it's I think where many of us we get it wrong or we don't quite understand what we're doing and so we don't maximise and we stay in the bell curve. We stay average. And what we've got to do is become ordinary people doing some extraordinary things that mean we break out of the bell curve because when we can break out of the 
the boring bell curve. We can move up into the wisdom and the inspirational leader, into leading leaders of leaders and leading industries and markets and groups and start to really strive into new and interesting places. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you're talking about the bell curve and, Mm. you know, there's obviously the classic Jim Collins good to great bell curve mm. uh, where you actually sort of get near the top and he encourages you this is kind of where i don't know whether reinvention is the right word but this is kind of where you've actually got to intentionally um you know create upward momentum or you just drop off again and this is this is probably around about that space yeah yeah absolutely the, the um you think about the classic s curve Mm. Um, and all, each of these are S curves leading up, you know, moving you up. Yeah. But this empowering leader moment is so important and so critical to the future of your organisation. It's where so many of the big problems exist. So, um, you know, we talk about the problem of being stuck. Um, yeah. If you're stuck in business, then Waymaker can help you. <laughs> and we... We talk about three subsets of that stuckness, uh, if I can use that language. Um, one, spinning wheels, um, sort of doing lots of things but not effective. Well, a very strong emphasis on alignment and goals and getting clear as a team on where you're going. The second stuckness is the hit the roadblock. I don't know where to go next. Um, that often happens in, in persistent leader and um, sometimes an empowering leader. Um, and these aren't, you know, naturally correlated, but it's in the empowering leader that if we don't get this bit right, we create the third kind of aspect to stuckness, which is trapped. Um, right. Because an empowering leader has had some success. They've found a good idea. They've, um, they've understood the problem to solve. They've taken that through market fit. They've started to grow the business. They've got some got some early success you might have a actually might have a multi-million dollar business starting to Mm. grow up around you you know this is this is getting exciting you start to get a bit of payback going on you you move from eating baked beans to going to the marriott buffet you know you're starting to um uh maybe that's not great for for baked beans (laughs) (laughs) for for fancy baked beans um uh you you know you're really starting to to get somewhere but you know, the must-do actions are grouped under the empowering leader as to lead leaders. And right. um, so those people, we talked last week in leading others, those people that were on the, the, the persistent journey, mm. getting through market fit, they're your future leaders. They're the people that you need to go, gosh, I've got to fire myself from this area. I've got to fire myself from that area. I've got to fire myself from over here. And you've got to be empowering them to be taking over and trusting them. So if you don't do that, the momentum of the business you've built will actually start to come in and up and around you and enclose you. Mm. And, and, and you'll go, wow, I'm having all this wonderful success. You might, you might fall into those bad habits of thinking, wow, I'm the rock star, aren't I cool, look what I've done. But actually all you're doing is you know, letting the water come in up and around you because you haven't empowered others to get on this journey with you. You haven't led leaders. You haven't learned how to empower those, those leaders and to create new leaders. And if you don't do that, then the business is built around you. And that is mm. a horrible, horrible place to be. 
uh, you will drown. You'll feel like you're drowning. Um, and, you know, if you – here are some things you might be feeling if you haven't executed. You know, you're in this, you're in this phase, but you haven't focused on being an empowering leader – then some things you might feel. You might feel like, man, why do I have to do everything? Man, like, why can't people do it as good as me? Um, far out. Why can't, why can't that person just get on with their job and do it? Um, why do I have to keep stepping back into these things? Um, is this making sense? Uh, mm. Now, um, if you're feeling those things, you're probably doing too many things you're working, working too many hours and you're involved in too many areas of your business. And the sole reason for that is you. <laughs> yeah. And that's actually a really hard truth to confront because this is the first time your capacity to really step up beyond into a new kind of leadership is really being tested in a hard way. And so you, will, you may not be acting in the way you need to act and behaving in the way you need to behave. You're probably holding on to what you did last time. You're, you're mm. still living in the role description of the previous phase. And remember, every time you come out of that last phase, you're firing yourself and you're getting a new job description. Yeah. And this job description, the empowering leader, is actually to allow some quality and some effectiveness to slip because that's an investment in allowing somebody who can only do it 50 or 60% as well as you can to get on and do it because in one or two or three months they'll be doing it maybe as well as you or maybe better than you and if you do that with three or four or five people then you have just released yourself from what used to be four or five or six part-time jobs in your business that because of the momentum and the growth have now become four or five or six or seven or eight full-time jobs. And if you feel like you're working more than one job in your business, then you are not being an effective, empowering leader. Good. It was a bit of a rant there, wasn't it? No, no, that was, that was good. Andy Stanley has this line. He says, only do what only you can do. Yes. It's, it's, it's kind of like this is actually the the, the – time in our um in in the gestation of our business or the growth of our business that we actually need to start thinking okay what 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 are the things that only i can do yeah and then release those those other things to other people now when you say that to somebody who's living through this they will look at you (laughs) (laughs) they will probably swear (laughs) at you yeah sure (laughs) pick up something and throw something at you yep and then go what do you mean so i just let that break and the answer is, well, no. You just let it break a little bit enough so the person who's managing that for you can fix it. Yeah. Or maybe, you know what, it doesn't break as bad as you think. Or mm. maybe it doesn't break. Maybe the person that you've entrusted actually does it. And maybe it's not perfect. But you know what? The minute you've given that over and you've started to do what only you can do, then somebody has come in. And so this is that moment where, um, and I love that, um, that reference you've brought up from, from the good Dr. Stanley, <laughs> uh, because you are forced to really start to take your hands off. And this, you know, you're going to feel, you're going to 
feel like you're letting go of um, a car that you've been driving and you'd be like, what do you mean I've got to take my hands off the steering wheel? That's right. You're going you're gonna to hire a chauffeur. You're going to start hiring other people to sit behind the steering wheel and you're going to sit in the back and you're going to be a leader. You're actually going to tell them where you want to go. You're not going to tell them how to get there. Mm. You're going to give them, you might say, got to get to the airport. Hey, and I think, I think the bypass is the way to do it. But if they turn around and say, actually, I just heard that the bypass is clogged, let's take the tunnel, then you listen to them and you empower them to get you to where you need to go through their way because they'll own that. Hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So empowering leader, Stu, and, we, and just a reminder, this is a posture. So this is the same leader that was the persistent leader actually mm. just taking a different leadership posture, which is mm. kind of what's unique about this whole idea, right? Yes. Um, so uh, we're actually changing our posture here. And at this stage of the of business growth, you, we've sort of – We've called this calibration, but it's where we grow teams and we're talking this about, you know, leading leaders, growing teams, but there's also skills and systems mm. um, are also a part of, of this where we've kind of like just got by on adrenaline and sheer passion. Yes. Um, now we're actually starting to have to introduce uh, systems and actually develop skills within our team yep. to actually get us to the next phase. You want to talk about that? Yeah, I would, because this is the moment where you need to think like an investor. You have to invest in people. You have to invest in skills and, and knowledge in your business and you have to invest in systems. Hmm. Um, you'll have come from this moment where it would have been, oh, let's just hustle and get it done. You know, you've come from startup land, ideation land. Oh, we need to build a website. Okay, I'll smash out a website. Do you know how to build one? Nah, but I'll go. Not and- yet. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's yeah, the yeah. answer. <laughs> um, uh, we've got to go and do this. Do you yeah. know how to do it? No, but not yet. Um, mm. You know, because you just um, you've just got to live in the phrase of getting stuff done. Um, mm. I'll, I'll keep it clean for our podcast listeners. Um, and and so you know, if if you've got a leader that's um, that that's ah, we're just in the getting it done kind of phrase, um, you've got to make that transition. You've got to break that mindset. You've got to go no. Um, we're going to move now from getting done to investing in the right people, the right skills and the right systems, which means we've actually got to take a step back and we've got to go, okay, if we were just getting it done, we might have thrown in that Band-Aid solution in the past, but this time we're going to do something different. We might actually invest in a platform and we might roll out version one. And that might, we might go through five, six rollouts of, of versioning as we grow and mature. We're going to start to invest in, and when I say platforms, that doesn't always mean digital or technology. It could be thinking platforms, skills platforms, systems platforms. We're going to start investing in platforms that really start to put the foundations to the business. Um, and so we've got to think like an investor. Yeah, cool. Um, and so these are under some of our must-do actions under um, uh, under this posture, leading leaders. So mm. we're talking about building our skills and systems, right, for mm-hmm. continuous improvement. What are some of the other must-do actions that we have to do in this stage? Well, the reason why we build platforms through skills and systems is to increase capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, when we're just hustling, getting through ideation and market fit, 
kind of like if you've got to work an extra three hours, work an extra three hours because we don't have the time, the budget, the effort. You know, we've got time, but we don't have money. We've actually, at this point, we're starting to make money. We've found some, found some market fit. And so there's either money cash flow coming in and or we're able to raise capital because we've got money coming in. Hmm. So, so we've actually got to step back and go, okay, how do I now start to increase the capacity of those around me? Awesome. I've got to give them... I've got to give them new learning methods. I've got to give them new skills. I've got to train them. I've got to formally train them. I've got to put in systems that are going to lift them. So capacity building is a key element of this phase um, because we actually don't want to build the business on the shoulders and the backs of the people we've hired. We want to build it on the systems and the platforms they control, deliver, and work on and the skills that they learn and grow in. That's good. Can I? Oh, I'm going to get you repeat that. That's actually that's actually really good. The importance of not building on the yeah. actual yeah yeah. Um, so at at this point in time, um, I'm just going to pause here. Are you hearing the rubbish truck? Is that why you're getting me to repeat it? No, no, no. I'm getting you to repeat it because it's good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> it's, like the, it's like the rubbish trucks there just is, decided there to was come a re- For those watching, there was a recycling truck that just went past the window. But, right. but I just, and, and maybe I just saw the little loopy arrows thing and I just said, yeah, say it again. Say it again. Say it again, Sam. No, so, no, no. But you, yeah, do you, it's, it's do actually you know a really good point. Yeah, yeah. I know, yeah, I do know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, there's, there's, a, um, there's a deception we can fall into. That at this point in our organisation journey, um, that if we continue to build the organisation on the backs of the people with us, then we this is when we crush them. This is this is um, this is when people you know some of your best friends who you've been working with for you know one or two or three years turn around and go, it's not for me. I'm out of here. And you're like, why? Oh, I feel I just feel like slave labour. Um, Come on, we're on this journey. Don't you get the vision? This is where we're going. No, no, no. You're just crushing me. Um, and so this is the mo- this is the deception moment where, if you don't make that shift, people feel like they're going to get crushed because the weight of the organisation is sitting on their back, not on the on the systems and the platforms that you've invested in. Uh, it's it's like it's like when you're climbing a mountain, and I'm no mountain climber expert. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that endorsement. Um, but I did love doing this as a much younger man. And as you're climbing up the mountain um, and, and you're putting in, you know, I'm going to sound so ignorant, you get, you get the, the little metal wedges that go in the cracks of the rock and, and you, you bang them in and it holds them. Um, and, and you climb up a bit more and you, like your rope goes in that and you go up to the next one and they're like crisscrossing up the cliffside. And if you fall, the first, the first one may not hold because of the pressure, but the second one might. Like it's not going to be a domino mm. effect, you know. So, so you've got this scaffold, this platform that's been emerged as you climb up the mountain. Um, and, and at this point, it's so important that you build the business not on the backs of the people you love and you've been working with, but on the platforms and the knowledge and the systems that allow you to increase the capacity of people. Because as you increase that person's capacity, you release them into leadership so that they can increase the capacity of others 
and you start snowballing capacity building, not break back work. Brilliant. Excellent. So can we talk about some of the rewards of when these, this is achieved yeah. successfully? Yeah. This is our favorite saying here is achieving more by doing less. Um, yeah. Uh, we love that. This is the moment when you start achieving more by doing less. Uh, this is one of the biggest rewards. I mean, outside of cash flow coming in or capital coming in, um, you, you get this achievement. It's like, how did we do that? Um, mm. how did, we were five people this time last year, um, but you know, we've, we've done so much more, okay, because we've actually worked on our thinking, our skills, our systems. That's the big one. Um, second is you, you actually start the scale journey. You, mm. you start the, oh, hang on, this is getting some momentum. Uh, and, and momentum is your best friend right now. Uh, you are a snowball rolling up the hill, so to speak. Um, and uh, and I, I mean that literally, even that sounds wrong because you've got momentum mm. moving up. Um, mm. So you're going to start the scale journey. It's still going to be bumpy, um, but you've started the scale journey. So if you don't invest in those, um, those skills and systems, you'll, you'll blow up. You'll start to blow up. Um, you'll just be laying down hand grenades everywhere. Um, the other big thing here is because you're empowering others, you're saying, hey, hey, Craig, I love what you're doing. Um, I want you to take over this role or this function of the organisation. I'm going to teach you how to do it and then I'm going to step away. Uh, you actually start building team belonging uh, and you're really starting to help people get, own their thing um, mm. and, and they're going to love it because it's like, ah, oh, this is, this is my thing now. I've, I've got my sense of ownership in this business, in what I'm doing. So you're going to start to really build deeper belonging. And one of the big wins is going to be transparency, honesty, and trust. And because you're, you're going to have this ability to not, not get caught up in, oh, they're doing their thing and I'm doing my thing. I'm not going to talk. No, it's, it's the transparency of what's going on. How can I help you? How can you help me? I know you're doing that, I'm doing this, but we're all working together. And so this empowering moment, you as the leader, this posture, it, it feels so unnatural to take your hands off the wheel, mm. um, but you've got to take your hands off the wheel, you've got to start putting other people in the driver's seats, and you've got to start stepping back. And uh, it will feel bumpy when they are learner drivers and provisional drivers and misturns and run over potholes. Uh, and that's okay. Uh, your job is to make sure that, that they don't kill themselves or the others around you and make too much damage. But the, the trade-off is you've created another driver. Mm. And if you can create another driver, fantastic. Uh, you've now got more cars on the road. I better stop on that analogy right there. <laughs> <laughs> I just think about the, the momentum thing and because we've found market fit in the previous growth stage. Uh, mm. So there is momentum. And actually, it's the momentum that allows us to put some of these systems in, like, so take our foot off the accelerator, so to speak, to actually get our systems and, and processes and develop our skills and all the rest of it because we do have some forward momentum. That's right. Um, and, that's, and that's why it's not uh, so critical as it would be if you tried to do this in an earliest uh, growth stage. That's right. Yeah. I, I mean, think uh, I often like to try and reference a leader that we know um, in these podcasts over the last couple of weeks because we can sort of point at them and go, oh, look at them, they sort of did this. Yep. But I don't want to point to a leader that we know. I want to point, I want to ask you, the listener, 
to go, where have you been as a team member in an organisation where somebody has said to you, um, no, I want you to take that over. Um, now, a uh, couple of different scenarios may happen. They may say to you, hey, I want you to take that over. And then they just turn around and walk out the door. Um, that's not empowering. Mm-hmm. That's throwing somebody a hand grenade. If you don't train somebody and support somebody, that's not empowering. When you empower, you take the power, the authority, the responsibilities, the resources, the access to capital and all those things that, that, that are the power that you have and yep. you empower them. You put that power into them. Um, and part of that is, is teaching them. Um, mm. Here's how you do this. Um, let me do one with you. Let me show you how. Oh, our classic Waymaker mantra, show the way, build the leader. Sorry, show the way, build the system, train the leader, hold them accountable, help them win. Um, so show the way. Let me show you how. Um, show the way. Do it yourself. Train the next leader. Get them along that journey. Um, build the system. Show them how the process or the system works to execute that team or that function. Hold them accountable. Uh, empowerment doesn't mean, hey, um, I've given up my power. No, no, no. I've empowered. I've given you power. I've given you responsibility. You're there to steward it and look after it and be responsible for it and be accountable back to me because I've given you that. I've empowered you. And so I'm going to hold you accountable. And where you fall short, I'm going to support you because I'm going to help you win. Because if you win, I win. Does that help? Yeah. Empowerment's kind of like trust delegation, isn't it? We talk a lot about task delegation, but but trust delegation is a little bit harder. Um, yeah, I like and that. it's actually when we delegate trust that we we start to empower. That's yeah, that's a really, really nice way of putting that, Craig. Um that's right. Uh, you know, when, when, when somebody trusts you, they empower you. Um, when somebody gives you a task to do, yeah, they, they give you responsibility. But when, when that task comes with trust, uh, yeah, so you, you could say empowerment is tasks plus trust. And mm. uh, that's not a bad way of putting it. Um, Good. Excellent. Mm. What, are some of the, what are some of the risks if we don't do this well? This- this is not boring, is it? Um, <laughs> I'm not bored. <laughs> so some of the risks. Um, yeah, yeah. So the risks are obviously the opposite of what we've just talked about. So yeah. um, micromanagement. Oh, they're not doing it the way I want them to do it. Or mm-hmm. um, no, I want to do it this way. Um, uh, if you fall back into micromanagement, which we all do, you've got to pick yourself and go, oh, got to step back. A couple of reasons. One is you may not have trained them. You may not have supported them. Or they may not be the right person to do it. Uh, but, but that doesn't mean you've got to get in there and do it. You've got to hold them accountable. You've either got to answer those hard questions and then move on, uh, but don't fall into micromanagement. Mm. Um, failure to release. So kind of tied up with that of, of hey, hey, Craig, I want you to run this, but I'm not giving you the capital and the resources that I had to run it. Okay, I haven't released mm. you. Or, mm-hmm. hey, Craig, I want you to now do this, but I don't release you from the other roles and responsi- some of the other roles and responsibilities that I had you doing. So I'm not, I'm not capacity building you. I'm, I'm putting it all on your shoulders. Does that make sense? Um, mm. So failure to release is really critical. If I put somebody into a new area of the organisation 
and I haven't released them some, from some of the other areas of the organization, then I, I've failed to release. And, and all I'm doing is increasing the weight on their shoulders, not increasing the capacity of the organization. Unclear boundaries, that's the holding the accountable piece. If I've empowered you, but I haven't told you how I should be holding you accountable, which should be through goals and outcomes or objectives and key results, uh, then we don't have clarity. We've got unclear boundaries. You might run off and go and do something, and I'm like, mm, that's not what I asked you to do. Okay, then we don't have an aligned goal. So clarity of goal, clarity of outcomes, uh, super critical as part of our empowerment release. And then a poor culture of inaction and hesitancy. If there isn't the trust, um, you, have to, you have to trust somebody regardless of whether they get it right or wrong. Because if, if they get it wrong and you come down on them like a, like a ton of bricks, what are they going to do next time? They're not, they're not going to back themselves. They're not going to back themselves. They're not going to take the action that you want them to take. They're not going to take those small risks. They're not going to move forward. So if we don't build a culture of trust and openness and transparency and clear accountability, and I know what, what's worth getting a ton of bricks coming down on me for versus what's not, then I, I, I'm, I'm not going to know where to stand. I'm not going to know how to – I'm just going to kind of hide in my corner and do what I need to do and duck and weave. And that's not empowering. We haven't empowered that person. So <clears throat> we've got to get to that point where um, we're avoiding these risks and um, we're not falling back into old habits of getting our hands too dirty and failing to release and setting unclear boundaries and just hustling. Mm. We've, we've got to get on with um, empowering others. That's good. Stu, we do need to wrap up, but um, let's quickly talk about some of the learning outcomes from, uh, from this posture mm. of empowering leadership. You'll learn four big things. Mm -hmm. um, the first is you'll learn to hire well. So hiring well isn't just about this, just this gut knowledge of, um, oh, they're a good fit, let me get them on the bus. Now, hiring well is writing a really good role description um, with really clear roles and responsibilities, with really clear goals and outcomes, <clears throat> and a really clear structure of what they're there to do. You'll mm. learn to hire well. You'll also learn, as part of that, to onboard and grow well. So, um, you know, in, the, in these first few stages of ideation and market fit, um, hiring well is just getting somebody in a chair next to you that's going to believe enough in the journey to get something done. Um, that's what hiring well means. Can I get a body around me? But hiring well in this phase is not that. It's actually about going, I've got to get the right person in the right seat, doing the right things in the right way, and I've got to release them. <clears throat> that's hiring well. And that is, that's a real step up in your employee experience and, um, and developing good documentation. Yep. The second big thing you're going to learn well is, uh, as an outcome is, is delegation of authority. And, and we've talked a little bit about that, so I won't go into too much detail. Mm -hmm but you will learn to impart authority to others. You will learn to do that culturally as well as practically through policy and documentation as much as from the cultural sense in a meeting where you impart your authority through culture into that person, where you, put, where you say, hey, Craig, hey, team, Craig's now going to take this. I love what Craig has done with ABC. 
He did an awesome job in achieving X, Y, Z. And now we're going to support him to go forth and hit these goals in this new role. Yep. Um, that's, that's delegation of authority. People go, ah, oh, wow, the guy at the top's endorsing this guy because he's done this, this, and this. Let's rally around. And now Craig moves into that, into that position of authority. You've delegated that authority culturally, mm. practically. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's good. Um, thirdly, uh, which is tied in with this, you're going to learn, you're going to really learn strong goal architecture, um, which is going to increase your skills and abilities in risk management. So you'll get really good at good goals, good outcomes, managing those goals and outcomes, which is about risk management. You're going to learn which goals are at risk, which are not. You're going to learn who needs support, who doesn't. And you're actually going to start, um, to reduce risk through proactivity, not through committee. Um, and lastly, one of the great outcomes as a leader is you'll move from leader as doer to leader as coach. Uh, and that's the big shift. Leader is, you know, the conversations you have with your team members won't be about showing them how to do. They'll be helping them understand their strengths, their abilities, build their awareness, set their own goals. Um, you'll become leader as coach, not leader as manager or leader as doer. And mm. so four big outcomes at this stage. You're going to learn to hire well. You're going to learn to delegate authority well. You're going to learn to do good goal architecture and risk management well. And you're going to learn to become leader as coach. You're going to have this big mindset shift. Uh, and that's, that's super exciting. Uh, I can't believe we opened this podcast talking about how boring <laughs> this stage is. Um, that guy should be fired. Uh, <laughs> It's, but it's, it's probably the biggest metamorphosis mm. um, of a leader in this, in this phase, right? It is. Um, uh, because that's really, really where you're um, yeah, maturing, starting to mature, which is actually the next phase um, of our growth uh, cycle and, and our next posture, which is actually just um, transitioning again. So next episode, we're going to talk about um, the growth stage of maturity and how we expand the organization, um, which we can do once mm. we've got this empowering leadership mm. um, posture right. Mm. So that that is actually there's so much so much gold in that that little thirty six minutes that we mm. that twenty twenty five minute podcast that we squeezed into thirty six minutes. Um, there is some good. gold. There is some gold, and and I think the um, to summarize, if you're feeling like you're doing everything. If you're feeling like you can't release to others, and if you're feeling frustrated and drowning, then it's possible that you haven't learned the art of empowerment. And take a big step back, take a deep, big breath, and dive into some empowerment. And, and you might just be surprised what happens. That's good, Stu. Like we actually, last season, we talked, about, we always ended our podcast with how to achieve more by doing less mm. and then we've changed it this just to mix things up a little bit to making business improvement business as usual but this episode was all about how to achieve more by doing less mm -hmm. so Which does does make business improvement business as usual business as usual 